It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast weekend edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Did you hear that? That was I think there was a little bit of Harry Callis in there. I don't want to get too excited. Because Harry Callis one is very hard to impersonate. Okay, any any impersonation of Harry Callis is done is a bad impersonation. If you don't know who Harry Callis is, YouTube him. Here's some of his great calls as a Philly broadcaster. But uh, if I could just even remotely sound a little bit like Harry Callis then my year is made for the rest of the year because that man, patron saint of play-by-play guys, oh my God, the great Harry Callis. Just an absolute, a one-of-a-kind voice, one-of-a-kind man, cannot say enough about the great Harry Callis. Okay, I did expect to go off on that rant, but I did. And now let me pull it back and talk a little bit about the Oklahoma City Thunder and what you're going to hear on this podcast today. Paul George is taking Jimmy Butler's side, which really isn't that big of a shock. I respectfully disagree with Paul George on what he had to say about Jimmy Butler. We will get into that and whether or not maybe Paul was talking to Sam about bringing Jimmy Butler to Oklahoma City because I got a feeling that could be going on too. Also, we'll talk a little bit about Hamadou Diallo and whether or not he gets his shot on Monday night to start when Oklahoma City plays Golden State, or do you bring Terrence Ferguson in? Hamadou Diallo is having a pretty good preseason. Actually, his preseason's improved quite a bit from where it was in Summer League this year. And then finally, the Thunder Wave 4 today. That news really isn't all that big, but it'll give us a chance to talk about the G League and maybe what the future of the G League is right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media and am a native of the state of Oklahoma. So I think I've got all the particulars out other than to tell you if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com, check out the archive podcast plus video and audio from players and coaches, and support everyone who's a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, because right now we're producing some great content as we rock you right up to the beginning of the NBA season. So Paul George had a chance to speak today. Uh, Well, okay, I say that like Paul George gets muzzled. No, Paul George didn't get muzzled. Media availability after practice today out at the Thunder facility. And remember... Paul George was a guy who let everyone in Indiana know that he wasn't coming back, that he wanted out of Indiana, and his agent went so far as to let it leak that Paul George wanted to be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's where he would sign during his free agent year. Didn't work out that way, but it was a good play for Paul George and his agent because it forced Indiana's hand 
And whether Paul George wanted to be a Laker or not, it didn't matter. It forced their hand to trade Paul George and deal him to a team and get something in return that was a little bit more permanent and let the new team suffer. It it forced their hand. And it worked out for Paul George because he loves Oklahoma City, loves the town, loves the organization, likes playing with Russ. I mean, you don't re-up if you don't like it. But it also worked out for Indiana because they've got, you know, Victor Oladipo and Damana Sabonis who've turned out really well for them. Now you've got Jimmy Butler who's trying to do the same thing that Paul George is doing, which is force Minnesota's hand to trade him. Minnesota's looking for that same kind of deal that Indiana got. They want something that's going to pay long-term dividends. And whether it works out for Jimmy Butler or not is not Minnesota's concern. Minnesota's concern is whether or not it works out for them. So as you can see, Paul George would have a lot of sympathy for Jimmy Butler. But is Paul George right when he says this? Guys, or how does that strike you when, when Jimmy's like going into the camp and, and like challenging guys? Like, what, do you, what do you look at when you see a situation like that? Um, I mean, Jimmy has a very valid point. I'm on Jimmy's side. Um, you know, it's not coming from a, a place where he's going against an organization. Um, Jimmy's a guy, his whole career has made it to the league off work, off, off, you know, him having to grind and scratch and claw and get to where he's at. Um, and then he sees the potential that he has around him. And, you know, he just wants guys to match that um, because if guys are skilled and, and you know, have that it uh, like Cat has, have, have Andrew Wiggins has. They have that it that a lot of guys don't have. Um, now they just have to match it with uh, what what Jimmy's bringing to the table. I'm all for what Jimmy is trying to do over there. Um, I talked to Jimmy a little bit on that, um, and it's it's not coming from a bad place. Um, Jimmy's not going against an organization. Um, he, he wants the best for that organization, and he's trying to bring out everything for that organization to get to where they want to get to. Respectfully disagree with you, Paul George. No, he is going against an organization. If you're not going against an organization, you don't show up at practice and then yell at the GM, you effing need me to win. That does that's That is the definition of going against an organization. You don't hold a players-only meeting when you haven't been showing up for training camp. You don't demand a trade saying you want out. No, you are definitely 100% on your own in this situation. And I don't have a problem with that. If that's what Jimmy Butler wants to do, more power to him. If he no longer wants to be in Minnesota and demand a trade, I will I will support that 100%. I, nine out of ten times, will take the player's side in these sort of disputes. The problem is, is when you start disrupting the organization the way Jimmy Butler does, that's when I have the major issue. And even Paul George has to know that that's wrong. Let your wishes known. Hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Figure out a trade for me. Figure out what's best for you, and we'll move on. But I'm not going to be a pain in your butt. I'm just going to go away until you got it done. That is the way that Jimmy Butler should be handling things. And I know where where Paul George is coming from. Player has got to have players back in this. You can't take management's back in this because you've got to fight them way too much, whether it's for things to deal with the union or 
or whether it's just you individually, players have, have got to be on each other's side. There, there's nothing wrong with that, but you also have to be honest about the situation. And I got to think that in some respect, Paul George saying what he did was sort of in a way wanting to maybe influence Sam Presti to, to, to perk that eye up a little bit more and make that call to Minnesota about possibly bringing Jimmy Butler in. Maybe it's not a road that the Thunder really want to go down, but if Paul George gives them the A-OK, then they're going to feel a lot more comfortable about it than just looking from the outside in and having to take the word of agents, other players, people around the situation, those in management about what's really going on, and then make your assessment. If another player speaks up for another player in the Thunder organization, that tends to carry quite a lot that tends to carry quite a lot of weight but um no i i don't agree with paul george on this at all at least on that back half of it and as far as him wanting the players to get better okay that's great but there are better ways to handle it than what jimmy butler is doing if you want carl anthony towns to get better if you want andrew wiggins to get better if you feel like they have that it that paul george said then you've got to get with them one-on-one And I would honestly think that if you want to get the best out of them, you work out with them all summer long, you figure out a way to get on the same page, and then you go work out with them during training camp, and that's what helps them accomplish their goal, not divide and conquer. Because a locker room cannot survive when people are trying to divide it and tear it apart. But I think you know that pretty well by now. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G., And if you would like to go see the Oklahoma City Thunder this year, maybe OU football or any other events, there's only one place to get tickets. Well, actually, there's several places. But the place I recommend, VividSeats.com. Why? Because every seat is 100% guaranteed. They're a proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you're a new customer, they want to save you 20 bucks on your first purchase of $200 or more. That's right. You go spend $200 or more. They will save you 20 bucks. All you got to do is enter the promo code locked on. You enter locked on and you're good to go. That's a $20 saving. So, hey, use that money to get yourself a nice cold beer at the game. That's vividseats.com, vividseats.com, 100% guaranteed and a proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next, is Hamadou Diallo the next budding star for the Oklahoma City Thunder? We discuss. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We just published another episode of Locked On Sooners as well. Both are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day at Google, Alexa, Spotify, Stitcher. Yes, Stitcher. Um, And also Apple iTunes. So please rate us five stars. And it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've just got into college. We've got a lot of other great college podcasts. If you're a college football fan, 
get caught up. I, I know that Locked, Locked On BYU one absolutely rocks. It's a great podcast. And in the NBA, we've got you covered on all 30 teams. Hamadou Diallo is making a big-time impression here in Oklahoma City in just his first preseason. I thought the guy had an okay summer league, but I think he's had a fabulous preseason playing 40 minutes the other night in the Thunders win over Milwaukee in the final preseason game. And I realized that that is not a game to be judging everything on. It's preseason. Thunder looked atrocious defensively in the first quarter of that game. And you also got the feeling that both teams on the court were just trying to get through. At times, they were just trying to get through it until Deontay Burton went nuts and took over in overtime. But as but even with all that, Hamadou Diallo has been one of those bright spots with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he's got a chance to make Sam Presti look like the smartest guy in the room for making that draft day trade to get him when Hamadou Diallo was a second round pick. And it is not, it it shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that come Tuesday night, whether Terrence Ferguson is out of concussion protocol or not, that Hamadou Diallo could start for the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Golden State Warriors. I do think that if Terrence Ferguson is in fact good to go, he is the guy that's going to get the call. But I would be all right if it was Hamadou Diallo. Now, granted, you go up against the defending world champs, you're going to get schooled a few times. And there's a lot of things about Diallo's game that need improvement before we can start saying that he is a major contributor to this team. He has that look, but you've obviously got to complete that. Still, I'd kind of like to see it. Maybe he's a guy that gives you a little bit of something, that extra push that you need while Andre Robertson is out. And here is Billy Donovan from the other night. This is from the game against Milwaukee. Here is Billy Donovan talking about Hamadou Diallo and sort of where he sees his game right now. Well, I, I, I may be look at it a little bit differently from a coach's perspective because you, you're looking at a guy that, you know, if he's on the floor and, you know, Paul's out there with Russell, with Dennis Schroeder, and he, you know, wh- however the, the lineups are out there, but he's out there with these our veteran players. We don't need that from him. We need him to make good decisions in terms of when to shoot, when to pass, when to drive. And I think that that, that's the most difficult thing for a young player at any level, when they go from high school to college, college to this level. When do I shoot? When do I pass? When do I drive? And he's smart enough and bright enough and is absorbing a lot of that information. He's he's doing a very, very good job with it. So I know people look at, he got 13 here and he got this. I'm not worried about that. I'm more concerned is how is he defending? What's his physicality block blocking out? How how tenaciously is he going after the ball on the backboard? How physical is he getting over screens? Is he sniffing things out as before they're taking place to figure out what's coming? Uh, is he in the right defensive position? Like th- those are the things that he's going to have to do over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and it's less about his shot. We can do some things with him offensively to move him around. You know, it's like the same thing with Andre. You know, it's at times where you know he's not shooting the ball. We can move him around and get him to different spots of the floor to take advantage of what he does do well. And we can do the same thing for Hami. It's just a matter that he has got to make sure he continues to grow on the things that he's going to have to do during the entire. Like, can he sprint back in transition? Can he get to the right spot? Can he communicate? Can he get matched up? When he hears pick and roll coverage, can he get into the right coverage? When we talk about, hey, this is what we want to take away on this particular player, can he go out? I believe he can. That, that's what I'm evaluating him on, not at all evaluating him on his offense. 
And Billy Donovan, to his credit, does a really good job of working with young players, and the Thunder do a really good job of working with young players, and these things are going to get stressed. And yes, there are those cases, guys that you're going to go back and see. Perry Jones the third. could they have been different had the Thunder done a better job with them? Those questions will always be out there, but Hamadou Diallo is showing an aptitude right now for what he can accomplish. And um, I... I love this kid. Um, maybe it's too early to get excited about him, but right now, as we get a little bit closer to Golden State, I just get a little bit more excited about where I think this season is going and who some of the more fun guys are going to be to watch. And he is going to be a guy that's right there at the top of everyone's list. And I think we'll be, you know, we'll be going to the bars, we'll be going to the coffee shops, and he will be a major topic of conversation this year for sure. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. The Thunder Wave 4. I'll tell you why that's all not important, but more importantly, what is the future of the G League and how can it impact several teams in the NBA? We'll get to that next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us. Locked On Sooners is out now as well. Google, Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify, all sorts of places to get the Locked On Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. So whatever your, hey, whatever your taste is, if it's Locked On Yankees, you want to hear about uh, Brian Cashman's exit interview today or Aaron Boone's exit interview, they can get it for you. If you want to talk... Teams that are still in it, Locked On Red Sox is always there. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, yeah, and also there's this new one called Locked On Sooners. I'd, I'd really like you to uh, check that one out as well. Before we get into the G League and its future for the NBA and for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I did listen to a little bit of the Yankees exit interviews today and had a chance to hear Brian Cashman. And for the most part, it was a lot like listening to Sam Presti just without as many words and without just sort of these long answers that Sam gives, Brian Cashman is is a little bit more concise, but I felt like he was just saying a lot of the same things that Sam Presti says. He was just doing it about baseball. And then came the question about Sonny Gray, who has not worked out at all for the Yankees. And Brian Cashman was asked, about Sonny Gray not working out, and essentially he was asked, "Would you be?" He wasn't flat out asked, "Are you going to trade Sonny Gray?" Brian Cashman was honest, much much more honest than I've ever heard Sam Presti be by saying, "Yes, Sonny hasn't worked out for whatever reason, and we are going to seek to trade him." I will look to see. He even said Brian Cashman went so far as to say, "Is I think Sonny would benefit from a change of scenery." So I will do everything in my power to do what's best for us and what's best for him. 
Never heard Sam Presti say something like that. And there has been ample opportunity over the years for Sam Presti to talk about players not working out and what ultimately would have to happen this year, in fact, with a guy like Carmelo Anthony. He could have said, Carmelo Anthony, hey, he's not working out. Let's go ahead and we're going we're gonna to trade Carmelo Anthony. I'm going to seek to trade him. Find some place that's better for him and find something that's that's better for us. But Sam doesn't do that. Sam will give you a long-winded answer about how it's not working out and then kind of leave that answer up in the air, and you've got to be the one to decipher it. And I'm not going to sit here and pick Sam apart over it, even though it sounds like I am now at, at this point, but I just thought it was different. I just thought that the contrasting styles were very different. And there are times I do wish Sam would be a little bit more honest, but that's just not how he rolls. And I've learned to live with it. I've I've learned to live with, with everything that Sam Presti is over these past few years. Thunder weighed four guys today. They were all four of the guys that the Thunder had signed just a couple of days ago. Um, and decided, well, hey, you know, now it's time to get rid of them. Um, as a matter of fact, I will tell you who those four are as we pull up the handy-dandy email account. Um, but, yes, uh, these were all the guys that had come into camp just a couple of days ago. Um, Des Wells, Scotty Hobson, Abdul Gaddy, and uh, Dante Graham. All four get waived. All four probably end up back in the G League and, and probably end up back with the Blue. And at some point, all 30 teams are going to own a G League team. I wonder, and we'll always wonder about this, when that happens, do you extend the draft? Do you put guys in a situation where they are owned by the team, where even if they're playing in the G League, they're still under contract by the Oklahoma City Thunder? They're not getting paid Thunder-type money. They're getting paid G League-type money. But they can't, they have no movement. They are there for the Thunder and the Thunder's use, which means they can be traded as the Thunder want. They can play as the Thunder want. If you're going to have all 30 teams, how far out has the NBA thought this minor league system? If I'm the player, I don't want that. Because the great thing about the G League is now is maybe I'm playing for Oklahoma City, but Portland needs needs my position. They can pluck me. And I'm good to go, and I can go and play... Any place, you know, any place that I want, because I right now have that option. And if you put me under contract, I might be a fit for someone and could play for them. But now I can't go and I'm stuck playing in the G League and Oklahoma City doesn't want to deal me. And you could do other provisions where teams could be allowed to pick up players, but then you've got to provide the player to fill in that role. And maybe, all right, so you want to take my guy up to go play in the NBA. Well, I need another G League player. I get to now scour your roster and fit who's best for me. Maybe you earmark guys that say, all right, you can't touch these guys, but these are the ones who are all available to you that can come play. But I think there's a lot to be hammered out here. And knowing Adam Silver, or at least trusting Adam Silver's judgment, he will sit down and have all these conversations with players, coaches, front office people. And i got to think smarter than me that these conversations have already happened. That'll wrap up this edition of Locked on Thunder. We will be back on Monday. And uh, what is Monday? Oh, yeah, it's 24 hours until the tip. So get ready for some good old-fashioned GSW8 pouring out of these next two podcasts as we get ready for opening tip-off now on Tuesday. Oh, my God, just three days away. 
<laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Then they're going to finish third in the West this year. And then they're going to go win a championship. And then we're all just going to have a hammered knockdown schnucker time here in Oklahoma City at the parade. And with that, I'm out of here. I'm Eric G saying everyone love everyone. Everybody love everybody. Jackie Moon, I love you for that. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.